Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. God bless you, Thrive. I welcome you to our service. I hope you've been enjoying the worship and um, experiencing the presence of God in your homes or in your office, in your car. Um, Maybe you're with us here on Sunday. Maybe you're catching up with us throughout the week, but we hope you're enjoying your time here uh, with us. And uh, we are um, responding to the time we're having church at home uh, because of the spike of COVID-19 in our area. We have been open um, most of the time, whether it was outdoors or inside, we have been in person. But we are taking this a week at a time, watching the numbers in our area, wanting to be good stewards of you. And so I miss you in the room. I have some staff here. I have, you know, a couple people, but it's not the same as when you're in the room. Um, but we will keep you posted because, again, we want to take care of you um, during this time. And so uh, we'll keep you posted on when we gather. But I am so happy to spend some time with you uh, today. And we are continuing our sermon series uh, entitled Our Finest Hour. And I want to let you know that we're going to be staying in the book of Joshua for quite a while. We started this here in the kind of towards the end of 2020. And God is leading us to continue to stay in this book for the foreseeable future. Um, We're going to be in here for a while. because we believe that we are on the precipice um, entering into a new time, a new season. And what better book to be learning how to contend with the times than the book of Joshua. As the people of Israel were about to fulfill their destiny by entering the promised land, they had a new leader in place. There were new challenges that were in front of them, but the mission that God had for them would not be changed because of the circumstances, the terrain or the challenges. And so God's mission and purpose for us has not changed. We are his church. We are his people. And we are about to enter. We are entering. We are stepping into a new season. It doesn't take much for us or much time for us to recognize, man, the world is changing. The times are changing rapidly and quickly all around us, and we need to contend with it. We need to confront it. We need to face it, and we need to fulfill God's destiny for us in it. There's a purpose for us uh, being alive today. God could have given you life at any point in history, but he decided to breathe life into us for now. And so we must be the ones that are able and capable, the ones that God designed to engage the season. So we are uh, on, we're in, on good footing as long as we are established in the word. And so we want to go in the book of Joshua to uh, chapter four, verses one through seven. And what I want to speak to you today, the title of the message is carry forward your breakthrough blessings. Carry forward your breakthrough blessings. Go to Joshua chapter four. I want to let you know that here in 2020, there has been breakthrough for you. God was not overwhelmed by the pandemic and, and all the things that we face. Instead, God was working and weaving his will. Through it all, 
He was not surprised. We didn't have 2020 vision to see it coming, but he knew it was going to happen. And, 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 and he's been working in our hearts, in our families. He's been working through the doubts and the fears. He's been working through the unknowns, making us more like him. And maybe you or I haven't contended with the season perfectly. Maybe there, there were moments we panicked. Maybe there were moments that we kind of uh, defaulted to some old ways of coping. But God has us here now. And he's been teaching us and we have been responsive. I want you to know, Thrive, that you're a powerful, powerful church. Through 2020, I want to let you know, you have fulfilled the mission of God. Through our ministry, we've continued to be able to minister. We, we did all kinds of stuff during this time. Our tech team and creative team and media team responded in a minute. They pivoted. That's our new favorite word at Thrive, pivot. Like turn, because we don't know what's coming, right? And so we pivoted, and, and within a matter of, of a few weeks, we had a, a quality online experience. The team responded. We did ministry for children, ministry for youth, ministry for adults. We had in-person groups outside. We had online groups that, that our, our, our Thrive Group director put together because of great small group leaders willing to do something new and different. We fed thousands of people during this time that lost their job. You put diapers on babies and you fed their, their little tummies with formula when their mothers couldn't afford those things. We have pr provided PG&E for people who got laid off. We have provided Christian counseling for, for people of different ages that have been found, finding themselves in depression and anxiety during this season. But the word of God continues and the the lifeblood of Jesus continues to flow. We're not dead. We're alive. We're not scared. We're more than conquerors. And you have put your faith in action by being a part of this body. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your service. Because of you and this amazing team that God has blessed Thrive with, I think we're better than how we started. That's what God does in the middle of chaos is he is not frustrated. And as long as we stay close to him, our frustration won't last long either because we will see God move. He's up to something special. I believe that he has taught us things that we need to remember. He has broken things off of us that we can't pick up again during this season. There were times when the only thing that kept you together was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't companionship, it wasn't alcohol, it wasn't money in the bank, it was God that kept you sane. When all the world was collapsing and people didn't know exactly what to do, those moments that you went to God, he met you and he preserved you. There are things he's taught us we need to carry with us. Joshua chapter four, verses one through seven, as we sojourn through this book, God has just allowed the people of Israel to pass through the Jordan River. Pastor Chris did a great job preaching that word last week. If you missed it, catch it. It's, it's on YouTube, Facebook. And verse one says this. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men, 
that he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. What I want to impress upon your hearts today is that there are blessings that God is, has given you, has given us, and we need to understand them, we need to learn them, we need to grasp them, and we need to carry them with us because he's not done. There, there's a term, and I'm not very techie, so, so I'm going to do my best, but if it's not exactly accurate, it's because I'm not very techie. But... I understand there's something called Easter eggs in in technology. It could be in a game. It could be, I think there's Easter eggs on Google. And they're basically the designers of these, the software, the programs, the platforms, the games. They They hid little fun things to find. And so, and so... I believe at first it was an accident that one got left in a game and then it became popular. And so now uh, programmers do this. They plant these little secret things and you have to know how to get them and discover them and it's supposed to be fun. Since I'm not techie, it doesn't sound fun to me, but for you techie people, I bet it's fun. (laughs) And what's cool about the idea to me is that the game or, or the platform or the program is, is great. It, 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 it fulfills a purpose. It might be fun, entertaining, or instructive, or a way to gain information. But the programmers put more in there than just what you could see initially. And during this season, I think there's been these divine Easter eggs, if you're focused enough, if you're sensitive enough. Because when God provided a bill for you during this time, he was doing more than paying a bill. He was revealing himself to you as your provider. Maybe no one else has ever come through, but God did. So it was more than rent or a mortgage or a car payment or a school payment or a light bill. That was just the, the, the surface. There was something deeper than that, that if we're sensitive, he'll impress his very nature upon us so that we know him better. He's been our healer. He's been the lifter of our heads. You didn't just have a good cry when you prayed and felt better. He was showing himself as Emmanuel, God with you during that time. Discover the depth of his blessings. It isn't enough just to fill our tummies or to heal our our, our bodies or, or, or to wipe our tears. He's revealing who he is, who he's always been, and who he'll always be so that we can trust him like we've never trusted him before. There's more than just crossing the Jordan. What what, what God was demonstrating to the Israelites is that you haven't, you've never seen this. Maybe maybe the generation, the generation before you saw it, but maybe you haven't seen this. And and I'm going to open up the Jordan, but this is just the beginning. You haven't seen nothing yet. Take 
the blessings with you. Don't just go, woo, my, somehow miraculously my car got paid. No, no, he's saying, I have stopped the waters. I've allowed you to walk through. Now take it with you. Right. You're gonna need to know I paid your car bill. You're gonna need to know I wiped your tear away. You're gonna need to know I satisfied you in a way the world can't satisfy you. You're gonna need to know I healed you, not a doctor. You're gonna need to know that I never changed even if everything else changes. You're gonna need to know that because this COVID-19, this pandemic, this crazy 2020 with its fog and its fires and its, and its heat waves and its protests and its, its racial struggles and its political strife, you're going to need to know me in 2021, not just for 2020 sake, but for 2021 sake and 2022 sake. God is up to something deep, not superficial. The world offers us superficial. God offers us transformation. He wanted to transform the people of Israel as they crossed the Jordan, not just get them by. God has no problem getting you by. It wasn't hard for God to do the physically impossible, the naturally impossible, and stop waters from flowing when they should have been at flood levels. That wasn't hard. But he knew it could be hard, as amazing as God was showing himself for Israel to remember, because we're human and easily distracted and easily ensnared and and easily preoccupied. For God, it wasn't hard, but he knew for the people of Israel, it could be easy for them to forget even that. Just like their parents had forgotten the manna, just like their parents had forgotten the quail, just like their parents had forgotten the, 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 the Red Sea separating, even as their parents had forgotten water coming from a rock, so this generation, if they're not careful, will forget God separating the Jordan. There's more for us to carry with us. We're about to walk into 2021. Let's just not run away from 2020. Let's be smarter than that. Let's be wiser than that. Let's carry something intentionally with us. Let's take the revelation with us of who God is. And what I, what I love about the passage is that it teaches us that we're all candidates for this breakthrough. There's, we're all candidates for this breakthrough. In, in verse two, God had instructed them to choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe. Read that with me. One from each tribe. In other words, God's will wasn't just for one clan or another clan. It was for his entire family. They were all going to be on level ground. The, 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 the various tribes were, there was no competition here because God wanted to bless them all equally. I want you to know that you are a candidate for this breakthrough, for these breakthrough blessings. You're a candidate too. God is no respecter of persons. He died for all of us. I come from a family, you're gonna hear a little bit about my family tonight, today, but I come from a family that should have been counted out that for generations had been alcoholics and, and lost in, in, in superficial religion and, and caught up in tradition and, and all the trappings of the world. Fooled by counterfeit 
love, full by counterfeit peace for generations. But God broke through a family on the wrong side of the tracks in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It was sort of a miracle. It was my great-grandfather's fourth wife. Three died. Don't ask too many questions. I don't know why those three died. But the fourth one was a believer. They called her a hallelujah because that's what they called the Protestants back then. If you weren't, you know, if you were Hispanic and not Catholic and you were Protestant, you were a hallelujah. In fact, she was worse than that. She was a holy roller because she went to a Pentecostal church where they spoke in tongues and prayed for the sick. But that, that fourth wife was the, 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 the means of the breakthrough coming to the Baca family. If not for that woman, I don't know if my grandmother would have accepted Christ because the whole family was dead, dead in a, in, 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 in a traditional religion, dead in, with, with, with no genuine conversion, dead in, in their addictions and their, and their problems and their angers and their frustrations and their victim mentality. But because of this one woman facing it all and, and speaking hope, my grandmother came to Christ. You're talking about that the, the, the Savior came for a family that didn't even, couldn't afford even a complete address to rent. It, had, it was like 361 and one half Edith Street. And, and there were nine, nine kids, 11 total crammed in like half a house. And, but the gospel was preached and the Savior came and visited that family. Because we were candidates. We were candidates simply because he loves us. And he loves you, whether you come from much or little. Doesn't matter the shade of your skin or your socioeconomic status, the level of your education doesn't make any difference. God loves us all the same. We are candidates for his breakthrough. Yes. We went from, from, from broken and destitute in so many different ways, not just financial, to, 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 to a family that is rich in faith, rich in faith. The, the Baca family is known for its faith, and they're not all pastors, but they all, almost every single one of them is committed to Christ radically because we're all candidates for breakthrough. The whole... Family tree was dead and fruitless until there was one branch that bloomed and it began to populate the tree so that we don't even remember the dead part anymore. All we know is faith and all we know is faithfulness to the faithful God who won us. That's it. We are candidates for the breakthrough. I love the fact that God made it clear don't let one tribe. Not one tribe is disqualified. But my promises are for them all. And then he makes it crystal clear that our breakthrough blessings are only found in God's presence. When he tells these men to take the stones in verse 3, he says to take them from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay Tonight, See, he wanted them, the, the ark and the priest had gone to the middle of the Jordan as, those, as they stepped in, the waters parted and they stood in the middle and as the people passed by, he then had these 12 representatives go to where the priests were standing, right where the priests were standing, symbolic of go where the presence of God is. Here are these men that have a role as priests, but they carry the very presence 
of God. We can't be satisfied with false power. We can't get enamored with false authority. The blessings come from the presence of God. You will only be as blessed divinely as you are close to the one who is divine. And we can't exchange the blessing for a bowl of soup. We can't exchange the blessing for, for a relationship that we desire. We can't exchange the blessing of God for some career goals. We can't exchange the blessing of God in the name of giving our children better than we had. No, true blessing comes from God and God alone. So we have to go where God is. He didn't want them picking up rocks that were going to be remembered, uh, memorable of this act from just anywhere. He says, no, go to where the reason is that the waters parted in the first place. So God has brought us to 2020. We're on our way. You're getting better. We're getting better. And we're taking blessings with us. Don't confuse your, 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 your getting through it because you got industrious or, 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 or you got smart or you're just a level-headed person. No, God has preserved you. God has provided for you. God has had his hand on you. We got to go back to the source of the miracle and that's only him we have to stay close to God a friend of mine who actually he's he's called Whitney DeMarsico's husband Dylan read a Christmas uh, story last week and he went and had his first McRib and he was asking, should I eat a McRib? Should I get a McRib? And I, on social media, I said, they're fantastic. I love a McRib. I know some of you are grossed out already, but hang in there with me. I don't mind a McRib. Pastor Jason loves McRibs. I, li- I like McRibs. I'm not a fan, you know, of, of, of pickles, but I'll leave the pickles in there. I'll eat myself a McRib. Now, I know it's probably not real meat, but it doesn't matter because I like the way it tastes, right? I don't go to McDonald's for steak. I go for it for fake meat called McRib, but I know what I'm getting. Can I get a witness? I got nine people here. They said amen. Only five of them like McRibs. We're divided. But I don't, go to, I don't go to McDonald's for fine dining. I go for the McRib. I go for the chicken nuggets. I don't know if there's chicken in them. <laughs> if, if I want a steak, I'm not going to McDonald's. I'm going to Chris Ruth's. I'm not going to Outback. I, I don't even mind a Sizzler steak. Can I get a witness? That's, that's the poor man's Chris Ruth's. Go there and it's, it's a steak. It's a meat. It's real meat. Right? I know though that if I want steak, I got to go where there's real steak. I ain't going to McDonald's for steak. We got to go to God for the real thing. You can't exchange a college education for the blessings of God. That's a McRib versus Outback. You can't go and exchange the love of a person for the love of God. That's a McRib. I'm telling you, some of you know, some of you know, that's a McRib, right? People can't do what only God can do. What education and the favor of a person at your workplace does for you professionally is nothing compared to what God can do for you professionally. That's McRib, and this is the real deal. Go to the presence of God 
for the blessings of God. But beware, because one thing, if you've walked with God long enough, sometimes the blessings are heavy and messy. They can be heavy and messy. I can just imagine, like, these guys, you know, someone nominated them. Like, we don't know their 12 names. I'm not sure they were the most popular of the clan, because they're probably wondering, like, if God changes his mind and the waters come back, it's better not to wipe out the the good guys. We'll send, like, you know, the guys we're not, maybe not so popular. These 12 guys that were handpicked are out there, and the waters are standing, and the waters are standing, and all that preserving that is the presence of God. And they're told, go right there to the middle, right there where it was wettest and muddiest, and get the rocks from near the feet of the priests. Those rocks were probably heavy. They were for sure muddy, slippery, because that ground was wet. And they had to carry them on their shoulders, so they must have been good size. They were heavy. And they walked them. Can I just tell you that... The blessings can be heavy and messy. In other words, you don't always know when you're getting blessed. You might even mistake a blessing for a hardship. You might mistake a blessing for a trial. Sometimes the blessings are heavy and messy. But there's beauty in it. Some of those most powerful truths that we will ever learn... Some of the greatest work we will ever do will be heavy and messy. Can I just tell you that 2020 has been heavy and messy for everybody? Yeah. Been heavy and messy. I know there are times when I might have disappointed some because we we opened up and I might have disappointed others when we closed, like like this week. (laughs) Heavy and messy. My job is heavy and messy. But can I tell you that it's worth it? Because God is making us stronger and more fit and more wise and more faithful when it's heavy and messy. When it's difficult, when it's hard to get a handle on like a slippery rock, it's hard to get a grip and you're just doing your best, but you're doing it because God called you to it. And so you're going to still be a good dad, even though the times are uncertain and you're going to be a faithful mom, even though the times are uncertain, you're going to pray prayers over your children at night. Even when your heart feels empty, you're going to pray, you're going to read the Bible to your children, even though you need encouragement yourself, the work is heavy and messy. Sometimes the blessings come with difficulty, but we're never the same when we carry it, when we obey the the word of the Lord, when we do what God has called us to do. Sometimes he wants you to pick up the muddiest, heaviest rock, and he knows why. See, God sets the waters. God does the miraculous. We do the faithful things. He does the supernatural. We act in devotion. He does what we could never do. He promises to put a weight on us that's not too heavy, but we got to carry it. That's our part. Yeah. That's our part. He does the impossible. 
and we obey. Sometimes the blessings are a challenge. I'm going to end soon. Can I just tell you that your breakthrough blessings in 2020, the times that you gave when you weren't sure if you had a job the next month, that's going to bless your children. Your breakthrough blessings will shape the next generation. Specifically, just for a moment, we're going to talk about friends and we're going to talk about coworkers and we're going to talk about neighbors and cousins. But for those of you with children, those who have the blessing of being a mother or father, you have, an, you have a special responsibility. And that is to be faithful because it helps to shape your children's faith. Verse 5 says, Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. See, it was my great-grandma who introduced the faith, but in my family tree, the family that bloomed with fruit, the family that was faithful, not dead, but alive because of salvation. In that part of the tree, there's been cancer. In that part of the tree, there's been lost children. In that part of the tree, there's been disease. There's been lost jobs lost homes in that part of the tree there's been great disappointments in various circumstances but they remained fruitful see my grandma remained fruitful even though my grandfather was unfaithful to her was an alcoholic and a adulterer my grandma who heard the word of the Lord from, from her from her fourth mother-in-law, she stayed faithful while her husband wasn't. But because of my grandmother's faith, accepting the word of the Lord, every single one of her children came to Christ through cancer, disappointment, struggle. And they bore children, my cousins, that grew up in church, that learned the songs in Sunday school and kids' church, went to vacation Bible school, went to camps and youth conventions and youth nights. We grew up and we have had our share of heartbreak and struggle and illness. But the faith, the breakthrough blessings have been passed on from generation to generation. It's no longer unusual that a whole household is a household of faith. Now that's normal. It's what we do. The breakthrough blessings cascade from generation to generation. 
to generation. So you parents, during this time, you must be faithful to carry your breakthrough blessings with you, to not forget who brought you through, and to make sure your children and your children's children realize with you who has provided, who has cared for you, who preserved your peace. Why you're still married today is the goodness of God. Why you can still face an uncertain future is the goodness of God. That greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So therefore, greater is he that is in your children than he that is in the world. We pass on blessings. It's important to carry our blessings forward because it shapes our children's future. You help determine your child, the success of your children, not by getting them through college, although that's wonderful. Not by taking them on vacations you never had, although that's fine. But by imparting into them a faith, a faith that belongs to your family, that they are now church kids, not just any kid. That you pray before meals and you pray when you go to sleep and when you take them to school and, and, and when you're able to take your kids to school, you pray for them before they go. Maybe even now you'll pray for them before they go online. Be a household of faith and you will shape the future. They will have to go through so many stop signs. They'll have to go against the grain. They'll have to, 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 to jump over barriers to fall in love with the ways of the world if you do your part. Doesn't, there's no guarantee. They, 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 they could choose that, but it'll be so much harder for them to get lost if you train them in the way they should go. And the last thing, just to end is that we need role models born out of 2020. 2020 needs to shape leaders out of us, pace setters out of us. We need to be the vanguard now. We can't be just uh, um, reminiscing over the faithfulness of our, our grandfathers and our grandmothers. It's our turn. This is our day. We need to respond to the time. We're the ones that need to be on the line. We are the, four, the, 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 the uh, first line of defense. The church of Jesus Christ today is all that preserves our nation now. We need to step up. In verse 14, it says, that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel. And they stood in awe of him all the days of his life, just as they had stood in awe of Moses. It's our turn, family. 2020 is, was the training ground. 2020 can be used as like a uh, uh, base camp. And, and uh, what's where the army goes and they go to train? Boot camp, boot camp. 2020 can be like our boot camp. And 2021 is when we do our jobs. That we're people of conviction and we're people of consequence. That we're a people of faith that, that, that contends for what is true. That we're people who don't take time off of our spirituality. That we don't take vacations from being in church or attending church online for now and in person soon enough. That we don't take times off of praying and we don't take breaks from Bible reading. Why? Because we're devoted and we're serious. And we know the mantle that we bear. That we don't take time off from loving people. That we don't take time off from forgiving people. 
but that we care less about how many likes we get on a social media post than we care about what God thinks about us. That we don't draw a line and say, well, the word of the Lord only works this far, but we own it, we accept it, we act it out in our mortal bodies, that we preserve the sanctity of the message of the truth in the way that we live. That we don't divorce our actions from our faith, but we recognize that's a religion of the world. That's a post-Christian mindset. But true believers act it out. We live it out. We restrain the flesh. We say yes to holiness. Holiness. We say no to temptation. We, we, we resist the devil so that he flees from us. We don't dance with him. We don't flirt with him. We resist him because we know we have a role to play so that those around us can look and say, I admire him. I admire her not for their social media platform or the car they drive, but because their faith is real, genuine, authentic, transformative. And it, it, it overflows from their speech. It overflows from their conduct. And they're attracted to the God in us. We, we are the generation that matters at the moment. You know, the, the, the Baca family, I'm proud of the Baca family. We ain't perfect, but we become a family of faith. And just last, just uh, last Sunday, or a couple Sundays ago, my parents retired after over 51 years of ministry. And it was bittersweet. Like they knew it was time, but they didn't want to let go. They're getting older, they're getting more tired, they're slowing down. My sister and I want them to live longer and enjoy these, you know, the, the, the twilight of their life. And ministry is hard. It's a burden. It's not a light burden so much as it's uh, an appropriately heavy burden. Because God makes sure we're not overwhelmed, but it's heavy. Not for everyone to do pastoring. And they've done it for over 50 years. And they had a hard time letting go of the burden, a hard time letting go of the responsibility. They're role models. Fifty, they're 72, 73 years old. Got saved in their late teens. Faithful to prayer, faithful to generosity, faithful to their word, faithful to serving people. People that didn't always say thank you, they served them. It's our turn. We can't regale the heroes of the past without accepting the responsibility that someone needs to be heroic now. Someone needs to carry a cross now. Someone needs to pay a price now. Someone needs to do the good work of a soldier now. It's our turn. So that those around us would not admire us. It's not accolades. It's not attention. It's certainly not likes on social media. It's that we might leave an impression that tells others they can know God like we know God. They can have peace like we have peace. They can resist the world like we resist the world. Why? We're not special. We just enjoy the power of God in our lives and they can too. Why? Because everyone's a candidate from every tribe. God wants the blessings of breakthrough for all of us. And so as we go into 2021, let's not discard 2020. 
please don't be foolish or juvenile and toss it away like it was worthless because it wasn't. Mine out the rocks and the stones and build a memorial. Set the rocks, the stones on the dinner table. Talk about them with your children, with your husband, with your wife. Look what God did in May. Look how God preserved us in July. Look how he calmed us in August. Look how we've seen his provision in October. Look how we're still happy in December. Make a memorial. Carry the blessings forward with you. Don't throw away 2020. It's boot camp. We learn things we need to remember. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.